We're here for part two of our conversation on how to deal with emotional abuse. All right, so grab a friend, pull up a seat, and let's talk about it. My name is Leah Huggins. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud U.S. Navy veteran. After two tours to Iraq, my husband was diagnosed with PTSD. My world spiraled out of control as fear, anxiety, doubt, and depression took over. I gave my life to Christ, took on a new mindset, and let go of the negativity of my past. I now help wives to find healing, encouragement, and strategy to overcome the effects of PTSD on their daily lives and in their marriage. So come on in and let's talk about it. Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. This is a place where we empower women to support their spouse through PTSD without losing themselves in the process. I'm your host, Coach Leah, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. All right, you guys, we are in part two of this topic, how to handle emotional abuse. The show's already started. If you have not checked out part one, take a moment to go back and listen to that episode but we're going to go on and get started with part two already in progress. So how do you deal with emotional abuse? It's simple. You take your power back. (laughs) All right. So let me tell y'all my secret. All right. My secret is found in Ephesians chapter six. It's the armor of God. (laughs) It says, let me read to you. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. And then it goes into the pieces of the armor. Okay, it talks about having the truth as your belt. And what do they call that section, that area around your midsection is what it's your core. (laughs) the core is what powers you. This is where all your strength comes from. That's why when you exercise, they tell you to concentrate on your core. All the movement comes from the core because this is your center. The Bible says that it's the truth that makes you free. All right. Stop hiding and trying to cover up how bad things really are. Go find somebody that you trust that is equipped to handle this and tell them what's going on. Sometimes it's just good to just talk it out and to come up with your own solutions, all right? And sometimes it's good just to be able to get a plan of action together to get you out of danger and out of that toxic environment, all right? You have to share your truth so that you can get the help that you need. You got to be wise about who you decide to share that truth with because the truth is everybody is not capable of handling that type of information. All right. Especially if you're dealing with family and friends that keep making excuses for them and don't hold them accountable. All right. There is power in speaking your truth. The truth is that no matter what you do, you will not be able to fix their behavior. That's not your job. The desire to change has got to come from them. They will always find something to attack you for until you learn not to become a target or their punching bag or their trash can. The next thing it says you need is the breastplate of righteousness. So what is the function of a breastplate? 
It is to guard your heart. Righteousness has to do with the purity of the heart. You have to be careful because the Bible says that the heart is deceitful. All right. And that's important because you have the world telling you to do what? To follow your heart. (laughs) That's why the word says you have to guard your heart and to keep it pure. All right. You need to have a covering and a protection for it. The heart is governed by your emotions. So you have to learn how to master your emotions that you don't fall into the trap of the enemy. You got to learn how to put yourself in a protective bubble when you notice that the environment is changing into the wrong type of environment. All right. The moment you notice the vibe is shifted, shift with it and then don't let it take you under. Okay. (laughs) You have to develop a sense of self and being confident in yourself and comfortable with yourself so that you don't have to take abuse just to say that you have somebody. All right. That's not love. You got to show yourself some grace and learn how to love on you. I love that the Bible points out that it is our feet that should be fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. All right. I had to think about that. (laughs) Your feet should be fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Okay. So as Christians, we are called to peace. And Paul instructs us that we should do our best to live at peace with everybody. So this part of the armor simply empowers us to walk in peace. All right. Not just with one another, but also in walking in peace with ourselves. Walking in peace is going to be a faith thing. Okay. If you have peace, then you have confidence, even when you don't have control in that moment. Okay. You know who you are and whose you are. And because of this confidence, you can walk in peace. And this is going to reflect in your relationship with others, especially your spouse, who is the person that's closest to you. Okay. You got to learn how to de-escalate the situation. Don't engage when you see that the conversation is trying to overtake you. Okay. Know how and when to leave the conversation. It's okay to walk away. It's not a sign of being weak. And in fact, it's just the opposite. It's a sign of strength and wisdom. Now, if you study your spouse long enough, you'll be able to know when an episode is coming. All right. You can get into their mind, try to think like they're thinking, step out of the situation and look at it through their eyes. All right. What do you think their real intention is? What's the real issue? What are they wanting or asking you for? You have to know how to think and what tactics they're going to use to attack you. You know, they know how to push your buttons. You know, they know where your buttons are and exactly how to push them. All right. But you have to learn how not to react to that. When you starve them of the attention and the response that they seek, they have no choice but to leave you alone. Okay. (laughs) Here's my one rule. Do not attend a pity party. Okay. Do not attend a pity party. I always say, I'm sorry. I can't accept your invitation to the pity party. (laughs) I do not want to attend that. Simply refuse to participate in the argument. And this is going to preserve your peace. So peace is also going to be about setting boundaries and enforcing them. All right. It doesn't do any good to set a boundary if you don't enforce them. Okay. (laughs) What a boundary does is it allows you to set the tone when it comes to how you want to be treated and what you are and are no longer willing to accept. All right. So continuing on with the armor, it says that we are to take up the shield of faith so we can use it to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. All right. If the enemy can kill your faith 
And he does this by attacking what is most precious to you, like your family, your marriage, your peace, your security, your confidence, your faith. If he can do that, he knows that he can use it to break you. Once you lose your faith, it's an open door for him to come in and allow all hell to break loose in your life. His goal is to wear you down. If he can wear you down, then he can break you down. So you have to take your faith and use it as a shield to protect you and to destroy the attacks of the enemy, no matter how they come. All right. They're going to come through threats and through the words, through the behavior of your loved one. But faith is going to push you to keep going and to keep moving despite these challenges. Your faith won't let you give up. And your faith understands that there's something better on the other side of what you're going through right now. If only you just keep pushing through. The art of war is all about controlling your mind and the way that you think and process your emotions and feelings. All right. We need to put on the helmet of salvation. The helmet protects the mind. All right. That's going to be your thoughts and your mindset. Your mind is important because where the mind goes, the body follows, all right? Salvation is freedom from sin and the consequences of that sin, and sin can actually keep you bound. Now, we hear the word salvation all the time, and a lot of times it's just, there are some church words that you know, but you really don't have an understanding of. <laughs> so for me, salvation was one of them. But essentially what salvation is, is your freedom and your release from sin and the consequences of that sin, all right? Sin can keep you bound. And where does it keep you bound? In your mind, <laughs> okay? Bitterness, anger, revenge, uh, resentment, all of that. It's all real emotions that come up as a result of being mistreated. All right. The key is not to get stuck in there. All right. The Bible says it's okay to, to be mad, but the problem is don't sin when you get mad. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to get stuck in it. When you let them get in your head and get to you, it gives them control. And if somebody has the ability to change your temperament and to make you feel a certain way, then you've lost control and you have handed your power over to them. Okay. You have to fight to stay free in your mind. This is something that you have to do constantly. It is a constant fight. The reality is abuse can affect your sense of self-worth. All right. You may find that you're feeling unworthy of being treated well. It sounds crazy when you say it, but it's actually a real feeling that people feel. You may not feel that you're you're worthy of being treated well or treated right. You know, you begin to accept this toxic behavior, this abusive behavior, and you begin to believe the things that they say to you. All right. Let me tell you something. Don't let anyone change you into something that you are not. All right. Don't lose yourself in the process of trying not to lose them. Let them go. <laughs> you don't have to prove to them who you are. You tell yourself, I know who I am. And what anyone else has to say is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Your mind is everything in this process. The Bible says that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. OK, so we have to learn how to think different. We have to process our emotions different. We put on the mind of Christ and learn to see things through his eyes. And now we come to my favorite part of the armor. All right. It is the sword of the spirit. All right. And this is the word of God. So you have to learn to replace the lies that the enemy told you through that abuse with the truth of God's words. Okay. I'll say it again. Learn to replace the lies of the enemy with the truth in God's word. You are what the Lord says you are. 
All right. You're not defined by your past, your mistakes, your shortcomings, your weaknesses. Where you were weak, God is strong. He has given you his power to help you overcome. And your words matter. You got to speak only those things that are going to build you up. You say what you want to have and then take the necessary action in order to make it happen. All right. Faith without works is what? Dead. (laughs) All right. You got to put action behind your word. Self-confidence is an inside job. You got to do the work. So here's a homework assignment, okay? Search the Bible and find affirmations that counter the lies that the enemy has spoken to you through the abuse. Write them down and keep them somewhere that you can regularly go back and review them and memorize them. That's better. That way it's gonna come up automatically whenever you're faced with something. And I've seen how that works for myself. The last thing that it tells you to do is to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and request. All right. So what does that mean? It means the Lord is saying, ask me anything. We can come to God with anything and ask him for his help. The scripture says, call upon me and I will show you great things. All right. It says that he already knows what we need before we even ask. All we have to do is just come to him and recognize him as our source. All right. Whatever you need, it's in him. Pray for strength to be able to stand in the confidence and the power to walk in boldness. All right. You got to call it out. Be assertive. You got to be aggressive and face it, all right? If you don't do anything, nothing is going to change and it's only going to get worse, all right? And here's another thought. The abuser doesn't always realize that their behavior is abusive. You have to tell them about it, all right? Speak up for yourself. And then, as I said, set your boundaries and stick to them and stand by the consequences that you set for what happens when they go beyond that boundary, all right? If you have to, Look for a way out, all right? They believe you won't leave and that's why they treat you this way. So if there's no consequences for their bad behavior, they're gonna continue acting in the same way. If you're gonna leave, then leave and don't come back, all right? Once you get out of danger, don't come back. Have you checked out the PTSD Wives Handbook? This book is for the wife whose spouse has survived trauma and is now navigating through mood swings, flashbacks, and mishandled emotions. PTSD can create a toxic home environment and cause a divide in the closest and most meaningful relationships. As a caretaker, the PTSD wife is finding herself at the receiving end of anger, aggression, and constant negativity. This can create a personal, mental, and spiritual health crisis for her. In this book, Coach Leah uncovers the hidden wounds of trauma and the effects that it can have on your relationship. Based on biblical principles, she teaches you the tools and resources that are needed to handle stressful situations and to seek help from the Lord and foster a deeper relationship with Him. By reading this book and putting the principles into action, you're gonna learn how to take control of your life and grab hold of the power that lies within. Grab your copy of the PTSD Wives Handbook today by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. At some point, you're going to need to accept reality, all right? You got to accept the reality that the real problem is them. It's not you, all right? You can't control what someone else does. You can only be accountable for yourself and your own behavior, all right? It's not your job to cover for them. 
They're not going to see things your way. It may take some time to get them to understand or even care for that matter, okay? They're not going to see it your way because their mind is covered. And like Paul, the scales were covering their eyes. And you need to pray and ask God to remove the scales from their eyes and from their hearts. As I said, the abuser doesn't always realize that their behavior is abusive. So you have to tell them, tell them how you felt in that situation. And then ask them, is that what you meant to make me feel? Was that your intention? You know, did you really mean to make me feel this way? And then ask why, why was this your intention? So this is going to do one of a few things. All right. Number one is going to give you an opportunity for a discussion. All right. And they're either going to face up to the effect that their behavior had and really address the problem. Or it can open your eyes so that you can see, yes, this person knew exactly what they were doing when they hurt me. And now I have what I need in order to know (laughs) what I'm working with. And I can make a decision from this point. At some point, you're going to have to stop worrying about their feelings. You got to tell them the truth. Say it in love, but don't sugarcoat it. All right. Tell them how they make you feel and how they hurt you. If they love you enough, they will change and correct their behavior. Now, ladies, here's something that we struggle with because as a mom, as a wife, as employees or as an employer, you know, we're pulled in every direction. Self-care has to be a part of your everyday life. All right. You got to take time to tend to yourself and take time to tend to your temple. Okay. Don't wait until you need it. All right. Because by then you're already burned out. You're already worn down and just just tired. (laughs) It's too late by then. All right. So take the time to do the little things daily. All right. Take care of the natural things first, the easy things. All right. That's going to be to eat right, to exercise and to get plenty of rest. And let me say this time spent with God is actually self-care. All right. As you get to know God, you get to know yourself and then you get comfortable with being alone. All right. And this is going to allow you to lean and to learn more about him and about yourself. You got to feed your spirit. All right. You have to be careful about what you allow in. Maybe it's time to cut out some of these crazy shows that we're watching in these movies. And with the music, if you if you're in a bad, (laughs) if you're in a bad mood, if you're depressed, stop listening to music that makes you feel worse. All right. Don't listen to the blues if you're depressed. If you angry, don't listen to fighting music, stuff that Ted, Ted a club. I remember that song. (laughs) If you angry, don't listen to music. That's going to make you upset. You got to change your atmosphere, change the vibe by putting on something positive, put something good in the air. Okay. You got to put feel good music or affirmations or even the preach word, or how about a good podcast? (laughs) All right. It can make you feel a whole lot better. And laughter is like medicine. Take the time to enjoy people, the places and the things that God has put before you and has blessed you with to help make your journey a little bit better. You got to practice self-awareness. Learn how to recognize abuse in your relationship. Talk to yourself. Ask yourself, what are the things that they do that are abusive? And then make a list and then figure out how to be ready for each one of those items on the list when the time comes. You stay in control by not playing into it. You got to know your triggers and where your emotional wounds are and figure out how to protect and to heal those wounds. By doing this, you learn how to deal with them in a healthy way. Self-love is a weapon against abuse, whether it's physical, emotional, or any other kind. 
You also have to acknowledge and accept your feelings so that you can address them properly and work through them. All right. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. And by all means, please do not stop your life. You have to keep active socially, all right? Don't disconnect because isolation can lead to depression, anxiety, and so much more. The bottom line is that you are in charge of your own happiness, all right? Don't let someone else control that. Here's something to think about, all right? Would you still be happy if he never changes? Can you still find happiness? What does happiness look like to you? You have to live your life, sis. You got to take care of yourself, your mind, your body, and your soul, all right? Learn how to let things go and don't hold grudges. And most of all, learn how to forgive yourself. So instead of the coaching moment today, I wanted to give you a homework assignment, okay? I want you to go to the show notes and download the study guide for this episode, all right? It's very important to arm yourself with the information you need in order to help you through this battle, all right? The battle is for your mind and your spirit. You got to learn what to look for so that you can protect yourself against it, all right? This week's study guide goes over a lot of terms that are associated with emotional abuse, all right? I cover things like emotional exhaustion, uh, gaslighting, trauma bonds, you know, projection, um, a whole lot more. And I also go over a bunch of scriptures that tell you what our response should be in order to help us bring ourselves out. So be sure to bless yourself and check out the show notes and download that guide, okay? All right, so if you haven't already, you can find me on social media at I am Coach Leah, and that's on most social media platforms, all right? If you haven't already checked out our website, hop on over to IamCoachLeah.com for some books and some encouragement and some information and so much more, okay? All right, and be sure to drop your questions, your stories, and your testimonies, or just say hi on our show webpage, <laughs> okay? That is MarriageMotherhoodPTSD.com, okay? I would love to hear from you. All right. Well, you guys, that is my time for today. I hope that something was said to make you feel a little bit better and to smile and to let you know that everything is going to be all right. All right. That's my show for now. But in the meantime, I want you to be encouraged, be empowered and be blessed. Peace, y'all.